Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Discover connection. Awaken sacredness. Become empowered. Join us for our show. Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live. This is Jason and Violet, and we are your hosts today. Our partner, Dave, is busy with his other tasks at the moment, so we will uh, have him join us in the next episode, hopefully. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking with Carla Morrow, who is a dragon artist and channeler. She's been a uh, professional artist for going on 20 years, illustrating the Dragon Oracle. She's been working with uh, her new deck, the Enchanted Blossom, uh, also the Empowerment Oracle, uh, painting tons and tons of dragons. Just got some really great things going on that she's going to share with us. Uh, hopefully, uh, for sure, sharing with us about this channeling the dragons. My goodness, what an interesting way to get into things. So, uh, Carla, thank you so much for being with us today, and uh, welcome to our show. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm a big fan, Carla. I was so excited when I got to meet you at Body, Mind, and Spirit at their last expo. Yeah, it was so much fun to meet you guys and hang out and talk to you guys and and seeing the excitement. The Empowerment Oracle had had just come out like two months before, I think, and uh, the Dragon Oracle from Hay House had been out for almost a year. So seeing the, uh, the excitement there, a little over a year, seeing the excitement from everybody was really cool. So that was actually my first metaphysical show. So yeah, I had done Ren Fairs and yeah, Ren Fairs and fine art shows before that. And then um, I, I've been part of the 78 Carol project for the past few years. And I was talking to the woman that runs that project and I said, Hey, there's this metaphysical show coming up. Do you think I'd be a good fit? And she said, yeah, you should try it out. You've got, you know, two decks out now. And I'm like, okay. And I did it. And it was just the most amazing experience. I literally came home and I canceled all of my comic cons. <laughs> and so now I'm just doing metaphysical shows and rent fairs. Well, that was pretty wow. amazing. You know, my daughter yeah. is a big fan of yours. She's one, she's part of your, what is it called? The patron program? Yeah. She's on my Patreon and everything. Yeah. It's really cool. So she's been following you for quite a while. So she was really excited to know that you were there. And she told me about your newsletter, your article, your post that you wrote, that you shifted your focus from all the Comic-Cons to more of the spiritual expos and shows. So, um, And we got to be part of that first process for you. So I was really excited. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. But I... I I've done Comic-Cons for probably about the past 15 years, and I did a fine art shows before that. And for the past 
I don't know, about two or three years, um, I've been feeling like I didn't really fit in there anymore. Um, a lot of the people that want dragon art want big, scary kind of Game of Thrones dragon art, and that's not what my work is about. It's always been a little more spiritual, although I remained in the um, spiritual closet for a long time. <laughs> you know, you, you can't really just tell people, uh, regular Joe Schmoes, mundanes on the street that you, you know, see and draw dragons. So I kind of kept that on the down low. And uh, the the metaphysical show, the Bind Body Bind Bind Body Bind Wow <laughs> Body Mind Spirit Expo. <laughs> Try that again. Uh, was the first time that I could actually come out and and share people and and didn't get a weird vibe from them. So it was a it was an eye opening experience to say the least. And it definitely changed my life. And everything has just like exploded since then. It's been crazy. That's love so great that. to hear because that, that means you and I are going to see each other on the road somewhere because I travel with a number of those festivals all over the country. So it'll be, yeah. it'll be great to get to connect repeatedly. That's exciting for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's still it's still new. So I'm like, uh, before before I discovered these expos, I was actually planning on curbing out my shows, not completely, but I was only going to drop it down to maybe five or six shows a year, just the really big ones. Because they were just, they were exhausting to me. You know, I would do the Comic-Cons and I would get there and I'd set up. And by the end of day one, I would be exhausted and drained. Um, I tend to be empathic. So that many, you know, 80,000 people and all of them are in an excitable state. Uh, it's fun. It's great. And I, I do miss it on one hand. But on the other hand, like, just just getting to the show on time in the morning was difficult for me. And everything was just hard. And then the metaphysical show was easy I, I didn't have a problem getting there on time. Like traffic was perfect and setup was great and the people were gorgeous and it was all just, it was all easy, which was such a, a change from what I was used to. So when I dropped the Comic-Cons, it was so like relieving. And then I just started picking up metaphysical shows like crazy. And I went from doing, you know, I think I had two shows at the end of last year and I jumped up to doing six in the next, you know, three months because, I just couldn't get enough of them. We <laughs> <laughs> you know that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's really it's so what, fun to connect again. It seems like I haven't, it feels like I haven't connected to people in a long time. And even at the comic cons, you know, I'm doing comic and anime shows because, you know, dragons are fantasy and fantasy should do well there. And, and it seemed like the last few shows I was getting a lot of the people that would come in and they'd look at my work and they'd come up to me and they'd whisper kind of conspiratoriously, you know, are you pagan? And I'd go, yeah. And they'd go, me too. So I was, I was already finding that audience even in, in those spaces. So, Jason, I know you're excited to talk to her about channeling dragons. Well, I'd, I'd love to hear about how, how this happened for you, Carla. Like what, what connected and, you know, what, what's the first part of your story, getting in with the dragons and starting to illustrate them and, you know, help us understand how that cracked open for you? Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> I've always been interested in fantasy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, so, like, growing up, you know, The Last Unicorn and, you know, it was it was the prime time in the 80s with all the great fantasy stuff, Last Unicorn and... Uh, Labyrinth and Dark Crystal and all that awesome, awesome source material there. And I was probably around middle school, early high school, when I started seeing more dragons and seeking out 
dragons in the media, and I was always bummed that there wasn't a whole lot of dragon movies out, and the one or two that were out were very campy and not great. And <clears throat> and for the longest time, I just thought I had an overactive imagination. You know, I'd kind of see them laid over our world, and I just assumed, oh, it's my imagination putting them there and, and that kind of thing. Uh, and it wasn't until... Gosh, probably when I when I started painting dragons and I started having people come into my booth and going, "Oh, you painted my dragon." Oh, you know, I I took this dragon home and I came I came back to tell you that I saw her. She was with me last night, and that started happening more and more. And I still wasn't a hundred percent sure until I was actually staying at a friend's house, and I had decided to drive and visit my mom, which is about a two hour drive away. And I was an hour into the drive, and at the time I had this little baby dragon that was hanging around a lot. And, again, I just assumed it was me, so I would I would talk to them all the time, but I just didn't figure that anybody else really saw them. I grew up in a very small town, uh, not a lot of resources for uh, spirituality other than Catholicism. I was, I was about an hour into the drive, and then her energy, like, popped in the car, and it was, it was like a wolf. And... It was so instant that I actually looked at her and said, hello, Don, thanks for joining me today, you know, and, and made a joke about it and then continued on. And she hung around all weekend. And she, she had been there for, for a couple of months at this point. And then I got back to the friend's house that I was staying at, and the woman came out of the back room, and she's pointing her finger at me. She said, you forgot your dragon. And I looked at her, and she said, about an hour after you left, this little baby dragon came tearing through the house to try to catch up with you, and you can't forget your dragons. And I was just flabbergasted. Like, that was the first tangible kind of evidence that I had that other people were seeing them as well. So that was an incredible experience. And and ever since then, I've just been completely open to the fact that, you know, I see them and and they are there. And it's not just my overactive imagination. <laughs> Again, you know, I grew up in a family, we weren't we weren't religious, thank goodness, but you know, it was definitely weird stuff didn't happen too often. My mother runs a little on the psychic side. Um, she's very, very intuitive, but it was just the way things were. It wasn't other energies or anything like that. Uh, and it's not that my parents shunned that kind of stuff, although they didn't really want me to be an artist. And oh, for the longest time, people never really thought the dragons would go anywhere. But it was just I was very sheltered. So when I started seeing them, I didn't really believe that it was the actual dragon energies there. I just assumed it was, you know, like I said, my overactive imagination. And now here we are. I see them everywhere <laughs> all the time. Well, following those leads surely served you and has served the dragons and the many people that that you have come in contact with. Uh, with there's such an array of them. There's so many it, it's even broadened my mind to, you know, how accessible they are and and in in so many different categories. I mean, I would have never really thought of koi dragons, but it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, you, definitely. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, especially in your art. So what, what has that been like and how it expanded? Because, you know, clearly you followed the early connection, but uh, that, that grew considerably over time. Yes. Yeah, it was. Through the art, it was kind of a slow growth because I started seeing them and they were just like kind of standalone individual dragons. And then I'd start seeing not necessarily the same dragon, but I'd see one that had very similar energy. So it's kind of in the same family of dragons. 
And then, and then as time would move on, I would start picking up on, um, I'd start picking up on like what dragons meant what and what they, um, what kind of their purpose was in both this dimension and the other dimensions. And it was, it was a slow growth over time. And then all of a sudden, um, I, so I had the idea for the Enchanted Blossoms deck. And while I was doing research for that, Hay House contacted me and asked them to do that deck. And that was definitely a huge breakthrough because I had kind of an outline and uh, Diana Cooper was a huge help in that. And all of a sudden, a lot of these dragons that I had seen for a long time had a more solid meaning. I finished the Hay House deck and then um, finished the Enchanted Blossoms deck, which is butterfly-based, butterfly and uh, language of flowers. And then uh, Blue Angel contacted me and asked me to do deck number three. And I sat through this huge meditation session and said, hey, you know, what dragons want to come forward in this? And it was like a torrent. I mean, it was <laughs> it was this huge, like, standing in a massive waterfall of, I want to come in and I want to come in and I want to come in. And so through the, the, the next deck that I'm working on, there's actually 11 different dragon families that I'm talking about, and there's four dragons per family. Uh, so I'm working on, on putting that together and, and making sure that I have an outline for that. And it's it's really cool because I've had people ask me at shows if I could see their dragon. And that's a little harder for me. And it may just be because I'm, I'm so new at this. But I'm more channeling and talking to the dragons as a whole directly. Uh, they've they've kind of chosen me to be their voice um, in a way, which sounds like so high and mighty when I say it, but <laughs> that's just the, the where I've always stood is they've always come to me and said, I want you to paint me, you know, this is how I want people to see me. And that includes at 3 o'clock in the morning when I actually have to get up and start a painting because they need to be painted right now. <laughs> and there, <laughs> there's so many more that are coming through. And, there's, and I have lists now of other ones that have started to come through uh, that there will probably be another uh, deck at some point once I finish this one. There's there's a huge variety right now, and dragon energy is on such a huge rise. It's just it's almost overwhelming. Like it's crazy. <laughs> I have my next would, five years would, of projects planned out. So, would you say there's a specific reason for that coming up right now? Is that in sync with something else? Is it an influence? Is it timing? Is that specific to the consciousness? What is that about? Yes. Yeah. I think it's I think it's the timing. I think. A, they're ready to come through, and B, we're ready for them to come through. This is an energy that we really need right now, um, especially with, like, the current climate, political climate, and worldly climate, and and uh, all of that. There needs to be massive amounts of change right now that is going to require more strength and grace than we've ever needed in the past. And I think that's a big right. part of it. Um, and it's not even just, I mean, we're not seeing this influx <clears throat> just on the spiritual, metaphysical, pagan level. It's it's all of our consciousness is coming to this. You know, like movies like Game of Thrones is popular right now, How to Train Your Dragon. Dragons are coming into the collective consciousness, not just for the spiritual, but on a whole. And more and more people are making connections with dragons that they've never really made in the past. As I said, I, I grew up in the 80s and there was not a lot. Of, of dragon stuff at that time. I mean, unicorns were definitely coming up, but dragons were still kind of on the down low until the past 
you know, probably 10, 15 years, and then they've exploded. And it's interesting. When I, when I started doing art professionally, it was said about 20 years ago, and at that point, the fairy artists uh, were, were huge. And I was trying to get into licensing companies, and I was contacting all these companies saying, hey, this is my work. Will you take me? And they said, no, we're, people don't buy dragons. People are not into dragons. But if you have any fairies, we'll take a fight unseen. <clears throat> and I couldn't do it. I'm not, I'm not a fairy artist. And the dragons kept telling me, just wait, just wait, just wait. It'll come. We promise it'll come. Just hang on a little longer, a little longer. Because there have been times where, you know, it's such, a, it's such a niche. You start wondering, should I just walk away? Should I bother doing this anymore? I'm not making enough to survive. I'm still having to work and do this full time, that kind of thing. And always it was like, just wait, just wait, just wait. And now within the past you know, two or three years, it's just exploded. Uh, the dragon energy is huge. And there's a lot of people that are looking for dragons spiritually and not the big, mean, medieval, scary dragons, which is a huge switch. Because in the 80s, again, it was D&D, it was things like that when you did find them. And in my early uh, early part of my career, I, you know, I did get a lot of, of flack about, oh, your dragons are big, mean, and scary, and oh, you need more masculine dragons and things like that. And that's happening less and less and less as we move forward, which has been an incredible experience. Well, I've had lots of people come in, Carla, to the center, and they've never thought about connecting to dragons. So, you know, we carry dragon statues and plush dragons, and we have dragons all in the center. And in my classes, I teach about dragons, and I have people connect. But there are lots of people out there that have never connected, or they're curious, or what what, you know, how how do I connect to dragons and what are dragons? So if somebody came to you and said, hey, I've never connected with dragons, well, can you tell me about the dragons? What are the dragons? How can they help us? How can they assist us? What do they want us to know? Um, since you're channeling and connecting with them, you know, what are, what do they, what is it, how do they support us? What are they trying to tell us at this time? It's definitely a lot about strength, about having inner strength and pushing through the hard part. And I think that's, that has a lot to do with it because, again, things are very, very hard right now for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of decisions being made that are, are out of our control, and a lot of people feel helpless. And so there's a huge push towards uh, strength and energy and and even patience and waiting and having that strength through the hard time. Uh, we're, we're on the cusp of, of a huge ascension as a collective whole, and they're here to support us and to offer, them, to offer us their, their strength and their power and their, their grace and their enduring. Uh, when I opened up and asked, which dragons wanted to come through first or which dragons wanted to come through for the dragon guide deck I'm working on now, fire dragons were immediately there. They were like, we're here. This is what we're here for. And that energy is very um, in your face. It tends to be more aggressive and very masculine. And it's, and that's all about power and strength and leadership and courage and confidence. Um, And that's the first one that came through. And that is, definitely an overarching theme. There's a lot of power and energy there. And so they are currently asking us to just 
just keep up the fight, just have that power and strength. Um, even if you feel silenced, don't, don't back down now because we will break through this and into the next uh, section that we're supposed to be into. You talk about the different types of dragons. What are some of the different types that you've discovered that you've connected with and their differences? Yeah, so the first the first dragons that I was aware of as being kind of an active family of dragons uh is is the watcher dragons. And these are red dragons that watch uh the places where the veil thins between our world and the next world. Um, I currently have like uh Watcher at the Gateway of Awakening, Watcher at the Gateway of Knowledge, uh, Watcher at the Gateway of Mourning, and I'm working on four new ones for the deck. And these are dragons that <clears throat> can they, they, they're the judge and jury. If you're trying to ascend, uh, they watch to see if you're ready to make that ascension process. And these are ones that have come to me in meditation. Um, and I have asked for... <laughs> Oh, they're cheeky bastards. I was in a meditation and I was having a really like cranky day and I couldn't figure out what it was that I needed to let go of. And, and I was like, hey, you know, can I get some help? I have work to do. I don't want to be this negative. Can I just get, you know, some, can you guys burn out the negativity? Can, you know, can you guys help me out a little bit here? And the watcher at the Gateway of Awakening, which I painted before, turned up in front of me and turned to me and said, I cannot burn out what you won't let go of. And I was like, gosh darn it. <laughs> That's not cool. So they're definitely in your face. <laughs> they do not pull any punches, and they don't tell you what you want to hear. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Son of a... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't actually surprise me that that's true. No, no, not at all. But I just started laughing. I'm like, okay, I got it. <laughs> you guys, I'm going home. Um <laughs> So, uh, like, for the deck, the elementals are the first ones that came through. Fire was first, then water, which is overall uh, very mellow, asking us to rest and take a breath and a breather and go with the flow and that kind of thing. Uh, after that was air. Air is very passionate, very uh, – that's the fun, love, those kinds of things. And then earth came through, which is grounding, um, hibernate, or, you know, yeah, take a, not take a break, but it's, the, it's very grounding. Very grounding energy, very peaceful energy. And then, gosh, I'm trying to think. I had Community Dragons come in, which talks about outreach. And actually, that was the last one to come in. And originally, they weren't going to be in the deck. And I was on my way to a show in Dallas when all of a sudden they were there. And they were like, we want to be in the deck, too. And I was like, no, 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 the deck, the, the planning is finished. Everybody's locked in. And they were like, no, 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 you better make space because we're coming in. And I was like, okay. You know, you, you really can't argue with the dragon. <laughs> because they will not leave you alone. Um, <laughs> I've got Watcher Dragons. I've got uh, Black Source Dragons, and they're the source of all things, source of creativity, source of imagination, source of the stars, things like that. Um, I've got Energy Force Dragons, which are white and silver, and they are active. They're, they're the ones that ask, ask us to take action. Uh, I've got Dream Keepers. They're uh, dragons with antlers, and they have... Uh, the dream catchers in their antlers, and they, they collect our dreams. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is in the the deck. There's quite a few of them. 
so yeah, Dream Keepers, all the Elementals, uh, Leyline Dragons, those ones have been coming through for me for a couple of months now, and so they were, they definitely stepped up to be in the deck as well. And I've had, since then, the deck is, the deck is locked in place, I'm doing paintings, and since then, I've had, like, Rainbow Dragons come through, I've had Crystalline Dragons come through, um, I've had a few more that are asking to be in a deck as well, and not necessarily this one. But I think what's going to end up happening, and I've been taking notes, and I keep a notebook with me at all times, so anytime a dragon comes through, I can actually write down what the dragon is and what it means and what it's telling me. Sometimes it doesn't come through all the way. Sometimes it only comes through in spits and sparks. And when I do a painting, it has to come through fully, and I see the entire picture, and it's like finished. It's like a snapshot. It's like they're handing me a snapshot saying, this is what I want. And sometimes they don't hand me that full snapshot. I see flashes of wings or tails or poses and things like that. And I can't get it all down unless they give me the full snapshot. I have sketches in my sketchbooks that have been there for, you know, five, six, seven, eight years of partial dragons that are not quite ready to come through, but, or they're, they, or I'm not ready for them to come through. They don't think that I'm ready to do that justice. And then eventually it'll just, it'll come through all at once and be like, okay, we're ready now. You're ready now, and they'll they'll come through all at once. Um, but I think in the next year after the deck and everything is finished, I'm probably going to work on a dragon encyclopedia that will talk about um, how to channel them and make that connection and the different kinds of dragons that have come through so far for me. And that's a project I'm really excited to work on. Yeah, it sounds like you need one. I do, yeah. <laughs> some, some kind of catalog system would be useful. <laughs> I, I I need one, and all you did was talk about them for 12 minutes. <laughs> I'm just blown away by how versed you are and how connected you are. It's so amazing. It's, thank you. It's, it's absolutely incredible. So thank you for for sharing that incredible amount of information all at once. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna actually take a quick break here. And uh, please stay tuned. We've got uh, another uh, segment of the show for DYSG Live today. And uh, get an opportunity in between here to learn a little bit about the center, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Violet Rain, Master Teacher of the Akashic Records series of classes here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you've been interested in the Akashic Records, the Akashic Records are the life book or the etheric records of everything that we've ever thought, spoken, done, all of our contracts, relationships since we left source. It is a valuable resource of information that people are able to tap into to get clarity, to get guidance, just to find out why things are the way they are in their life. The Akashic really helps us do that. This is a great series of classes if you're already getting intuitive information, meaning you're either getting visuals or you're hearing things or you just know things things or you feel things, this is a great class to step into to amplify the information that you're receiving from a higher level source versus just your intuition. If you'd like to find out more about my series of classes for the Akashic Records, please check out on our website under classes and look for Akashic Record 
certification. I hope to see you in class or I hope to see you at the center here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Have a great day and thanks for listening. And welcome back to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live. This is Jason and Violet, and we are visiting with Carla Morrow, the dragon artist, and she has been sharing an intense amount of information about dragons and how she's connected with them and, and what uh, uh, how many factions there are. My goodness, it's, it's uh, I would imagine in some ways that's kind of overwhelming. So what is your... Uh, what's your personal stash of dragons look like? Are there, are, do you have like a spirit guide team of dragons of your own, Carla, that, that are with you all the time, or is it just coming and going? How does that work just for you personally? Yeah, they, they come and go. Um, I have one that's now been with me for several years. Uh, she won't let me paint her. <laughs> she's flat out said no. I've asked many times. And so she's not ready to, to be, to share with anybody but me. But other than that, I've had several that have come in and out. I mentioned Dawn earlier. She was a, she was a baby dragon. She was, um, she was hanging out for probably about six or eight months. Uh, I was having a really difficult period in my life at that time. And she was there to kind of remind me that, Hey, everything's going to be okay. Just keep trucking along. And, and I've had other ones come in and out. I've got a black one that's come in recently who, I wasn't sure because he was—he just appeared and he was there and he was very stoic and he wasn't saying a whole lot and he was very quiet. And I finally, I finally made the connection and he was like, "I'm just here to let you know that that we approve that you're doing well, that and and more dragons will start coming through saying we approve, you know, as time goes on." I'm like, "Yay, that's good." <laughs> Always glad to have you know <laughs> approval. And then I've had a little baby red dragon pop in, which surprised me because my reds are watcher dragons, and it was a baby watcher dragon, and I had never experienced a baby watcher before, and I don't know what she's here to watch or will learn or anything like that, but she's she's popped in, and she's very playful and bounces around. Um, I've had a lot, for the most part, they come in, and they, like, look over my shoulder, and then once I'm finished with the painting, they move on. And it's interesting and when I have them in my booth, and I have all the paintings up, and I tell I tell the paintings, you know, okay, guys, find who you're supposed to be with, and they do. And there's like this massive energy of leaving my booth, and then they trickle in, you know, over the course of the day or the weekend as people come in and find the dragons that they need to connect with. Uh, I can connect people with their dragons. Um, I need to kind of know what the person is going through a little bit first, and then I can tell them what dragons are best suited that they should be connecting with. Um, but it's it's been it's been an incredible experience. As you said, it's overwhelming and it's a lot, and it makes me really glad I'm an artist because then I at least have that like Rolodex of dragons <laughs> always because I've I've painted them. So it's been it's been interesting. Like I said, for the most part, they kind of come in, and depending on how long it takes me to do the painting, is kind of how long they'll stay. Um, I've had them where they come in. In the morning, and then by that night, it's been a whirlwind painting session, and I've, it's been intense, and I've been focused, and then they, they leave by that night. Or I said I've, I've had them hang around for a few years just seeing if it's here and there before they continue on. How cool. I love it. How cool. I love dragons, and I love hearing about the, the different types and 
how we can connect and how they're here to help us and how they can assist us. And um, like you, I, I love the movies that are coming out that don't show them scary that people can connect to because it definitely allows people to be more open to the dragons because I think they're a real powerful energy and a great support for us here. Um, Agreed. Which is, which is really valuable. And I use your deck in my classes all the time. We sell both of them in the store. I'm constantly using your decks in different classes, and so we sell a lot of your decks here as well. So I can't, oh, good. Wait, to see, I can't wait to see your third deck and see what that's about. Nikki shared with me that sometimes on your Facebook page, you actually paint live so people can kind of see what you're working on and what you're doing. Is that true? I do, yeah. Yeah, I'll do anywhere from three to four hour painting sessions uh, for the deck. What I'm currently doing is when I get to the, so each each family has four dragons. When I get to the last one that I'm working on, I'll leave the dragon itself and then paint that live on Facebook. So people can get on and ask me questions and experience the painting process, and, and I'll talk a little bit about the dragon. This is all this is also new to me, and that's <laughs> it's been a little bit of a of a struggle trying to figure out the words and the language to put forward so people understand that that I do see these and I am working with them, and you can work with them too. Um, and then getting over the fear. I so said the the I've talked to dragons for so long, but a lot of my friends are not into the spiritual metaphysical stuff, and that includes my my husband. He's awesome, but he doesn't. He's a little more um, science-grounded based and not quite so metaphysical, spiritual based. So even just trying to talk to him and say, hey, you know, this dragon came through the other day and it was really cool is just not <laughs> not really an option. So I'm uh, working with Facebook and working with the Facebook Lives and things like that. I'm trying to find a new tribe that's really into this spiritual dragon thing. And it's been a, it's been an experience. <laughs> Well, I can understand that. You know, there's lots of people out there that are looking for a tribe and a safe place to connect. I think we've Mm -hmm. all felt that, right? You know, my husband doesn't doesn't believe in any of this. He thinks I'm wonderful, but he's like, okay, honey, it's almost like they pat you on the shoulder. It's okay. You'll be okay. Yeah. (laughs) I I had to tell him, and all of his, like, all of his friends are are very um, science-based, very, you know, in, in the now in this world, in this dimension. And I actually had to tell him, like, you know, I've got deck number three coming out and I'm going to start coming out as a dragon channeler. You, your friends are going to call you and be like, what the heck is she talking about? And when did this come out? So <laughs> he's been prepping his friends about how things are going to get a little weird, and which has been nice because at least he's, he's, support, he's very, very supportive. He's just, as you mentioned, like your husband, like, okay, dear, you know, whatever you say. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because our our whole dragon was our whole wedding was dragons, and he's big into the whole fantasy aspect of it. You know, we're big fantasy buffs. We play fantasy games. We read fantasy books. So he's into it from that point of view, just not from the you really see them point of view. Yeah, I I totally understand that. I mean, it's just like I get patted on the head almost. Mm -hmm. Like you're so you're so cute. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Cute. So it's nice we to had have a, a tribe that you can lunch. connect with. 
Yeah. Completely, oh. completely. Yeah, I had dinner with a friend, and they were like, you're doing what now? Oh, okay. You you let me know how that goes. I'm like, actually, it's going very well. Thank you. <laughs> right? You're getting to do all the things that you love, and it doesn't sound like you had the opportunity to not do it. No. Right? They're, no, that they're was They're showing never an up, and, and it's happening that way. Like, you can't really just look the other direction. You know, <laughs> I would probably have anxiety worse than I do now. It would be <laughs> no, there was definitely never, ever. I mean, I, I wanted to be an artist since I was eight years old, and I knew that I wanted to be fantasy artist. Um, and, again, at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of fantasy artists, and and you your job opportunity was Dungeons & Dragons and then Magic the Gathering and all of these fantasy sci-fi games. And I had originally wanted to work for those companies because that's what was available. And very quickly, probably by the end of high school, I was aware of the fact that I didn't want to work for these companies. These these things were coming through, and I had to paint and create what was coming through, and there was no other choice for me. And I had several mentors along the way. I'm, I I didn't go to college for art. I'm, I'm self-taught, self I thought out mentors that could help me through what I needed to, you know, help with. And thank goodness for the internet and YouTube, because that's been a game changer for a lot of artists and, and myself included. And along the way, I've had so many people tell me that, you know, dragons, why dragons? They're, they're pointless. They're useless. There's, you know, you're not going to make enough money painting dragons and not enough people are into dragons and it's such a niche market and things like that. And, and like I said, there was always that voice of, hang on, hang on, it's coming, it's coming, just just keep hanging on, you know, you're doing good, just keep moving forward. Uh, so, yeah, there was there was never a choice there. <laughs> well, it sounds like they also supported you building up. Yes. Right, and then so. and, and preparing you for when the opportunity came for things to really explode for you. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was a lot of groundwork there that I'm very – very happy with. Um, I just quit my job like three weeks ago to do this full time, finally. And there's a part of me that wants to feel like I should have done this sooner. Like, why wasn't, why couldn't I quit sooner? Why, why didn't I just walk away sooner? But then the overlying entire energy is, no, this was the right time. Like, you couldn't have quit until now. And you couldn't have done this full time until now. And so even though the the id, my ego wants to feel bad for not quitting sooner, the overwhelming energy from the universe is no no. <laughs> this was the right time. And you're getting to do what you're passionate about. It might have taken time, but now you're there. If you'd have walked away or gave up or quit too soon, it may not have worked out as well as it did. And so Sometimes trusting what the universe has in store for us is hard, but the result is is if you can follow that and surrender to the process, it always turns out much better than it could have if we had tried to control it ourselves. Very much so. I if I had if I had left sooner or tried to push harder sooner, I think I would end up having to take commissions and, and not doing my own thing. And now I'm becoming very quickly well-known for what I do and for my own work. 
So the few commissions that I do get and that I do take are very much, we want you to create your own thing and we're going to throw money at you for it, which is nice. <laughs> Where go back 10 years and people were like, oh, you draw dragons. I want a dragon doing this or I want a dragon doing that or I want, you know, my character is a dragon. And I, I never... That was never where I was supposed to be. There's a lot of people that do those things, and that is amazing that they fill that niche. But that was that always felt against what my spirit was was here for. Uh, and even now, I get occasional people that that ask for certain things or specific things, and I have to turn them down because it goes against what I'm here to do. So, Carla, are you coming to Denver for Body, Mind, and Spirit in March? I am. I'm all set up and ready. I'll be in that front room. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I jumped on that as soon as it opened up. We would love to have you come to the center either the day before or the day after so people can meet you here and do like a signing or an introduction. So if you're open to that, we'll reach out to you and see if we can get something scheduled. I don't know what your schedule is, but we'd love to have you at the center here as well so people could come here and meet you. I would absolutely love that. And I did leave time open because I know I think we kind of discussed that briefly at the last one. So I did leave right. some time open to, to do that, to come in and sign and, and, and meet the people from the center and maybe answer questions or do a, do a thing. That would be really cool. And at that point, the, the next deck will be probably about two-thirds finished. So I will have artwork with me from the new deck so people, you guys could preview um, what the next deck and what some of those dragons are looking like. Perfect. Well, I have Nikki finalizing our events for March. We've, we've kind of got that calendar kind of set. So I'll have her reach out to you on Friday, and let's get a date so we can put you on the printed calendar and know that you're going to be here. So that just look for us to reach out and email you, because I'd love to have you at the center um, to come in and sign and do some stuff. So I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I would love to. And you can bring That's... your artwork and stuff in and so people can purchase it and look at it here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's been something that I've been looking forward to adding on is as I travel and I'm in Southern New Mexico and again, it's a very small community. And so in order to meet more members of this tribe, I'm having to travel quite a bit. So Dallas, uh, Denver, Salt Lake city. I just did Salt Lake city a couple of weeks ago. Um, Phoenix, things like that. As I go to these places, I'm looking for shops around the area that I can sign and do classes. I would like to eventually do classes and things like that. Oh, we would love that. I'd love to have you come and teach about the dragons. That just sent chills. Um, I, and I'm looking oh, forward, like Jason is here in Cyclopedia. We would like to have a copy, please. We'll be one of your first purchases. Yeah, definitely. I'm, when I'm a little, when I'm, I've got through these next two projects, because I'm working on, working on Oracle deck number three. And then right after that is going to be the uh, Illustrated uh, Language of Flowers coffee table book. So it'll be based on the, the Enchanted Blossoms deck that came out. And it'll be the Language of Flowers. It'll be the entire dictionary. And it'll be illustrated with uh, snail dragons and butterfly dragons and little just cute little bug dragons throughout the uh, flower illustrations. 
And that came about as my great-grandmother, when I was growing up, owned the very first florist in Las Cruces, and I grew up there. So the Enchanted Blossoms Positive Affirmation Deck is kind of an homage to her and my aunt and my grandmother, who all worked there and who are no longer with us, my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my aunt. So it's kind of a, a thank you to them. And then from that came the Coffee Table book, which I tried to do on Kickstarter last year. I needed $34,000, and I think I topped off at 26000 which is still really good, but not quite goal. And a month later, Blue Angel came to me and said, we want to do the publishing rights for your book. And I went, holy cow, okay. <laughs> so that's due in October, and then I think once that's finished, um, I have one more Oracle deck that I want to do based on the Koi Dragons, and then and then I'll pinch the encyclopedia to them and see if they'll pick it up. So I, I have hopes that at that point, I'll have enough uh, social proof that I kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I'll jump on that opportunity to publish it. So if not, it'll be self-published and that won't be a problem, but that's my goal. Well, Jason and I will definitely purchase one, huh, Jason? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, there's there's no missing your your connection and and. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so many of us have already benefited from your artwork and what you put together, uh, but now to really understand your story and what's attached to that uh, uh, amplifies all of that. So it's well, thank it's, you. it's really thank powerful. You. So thanks for taking the time to to get with us. Yeah, absolutely. How it's been amazing. Where do where do people go to learn more about what you've done and your dragon? So right now my website, dragons, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, dragonladyart.com. Um, it, it really, if you just Google Dragon Lady Art, it's all me that comes up. It's Facebook, it's my website, it's my Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just now coming out talking about uh, what dragons do what on a more personal level. They all have stories. If you go to the website, in each, it's broken down by... Um, the families, and and then you can go and you see a kind of an illustrated layout of all the different dragons. And then if you click on them, there's the description and the story about them, and kind of what they do. And I'm 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 still really new at coming out and talking about this kind of stuff. So there's there's a lot of information coming in and a lot of information I'm trying to get down. So eventually in the next few months there'll be information on how to connect with what dragons, um, what you know, what stones or scents or altar setups, things like that, you can use to call in the dragons and ask for assistance. There'll be more information going up on the website as, as time goes on. Right now, there's all the stories about them, and there's all the reasons that they're here and the functions that they serve to be, you know, based about it. But, yeah, dragonladyart.com is where that information is. Um, I have an email list. I do an email about once a month, once every two months That as, as I'm working on the deck and things like that. Facebook is Dragon Lady Art Studio because uh, Dragon Lady Art was already taken. <laughs> and that's where I share a lot of the day-to-day -day information. So, and I do giveaways and stuff on my Facebook page, so monthly giveaways. I believe Nikki got a deck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She loves you. She follows you. I do, too. I love Aww. it when you post your free stuff and you got stuff out there. We both really enjoy following you. We love your decks. And so, Thank yeah, you. She, she won a deck from you, so she was really excited. So 
Definitely. Yes. You have big fans here. Big fans. I'm so glad. And now that I'm not working a day job, I actually have more time to be more interactive with my fans. And my Patreon posting is, is solidifying, and my Facebook posting will start up in earnest here this week, um, things like that. So I actually have time to engage more instead of just putting my head down and moving forward, which is awesome. Well, I love that. I love that. Well, Carla, thank you so much for being part of our show. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. We look forward to seeing you at Body, Mind, and Spirit. I also look forward to scheduling you here at the center so that, you know, we can feature you here and people can come and meet you here. We have people here that love dragons and would love to have a deeper understanding of how to connect and what dragons are all about. Some of us work with them now, but there are definitely people coming online every day that are like, dragons? What are dragons? And what are dragons Mm -hmm. about? And opening to that connection every day. So I really love seeing that. I definitely love working with my dragons, and I appreciate knowing that others are out there working with them as well. So thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your story with us. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was it was awesome. Yes, thank you so much, Carla. We look forward to getting to know you better and seeing you in person and maybe having you as a as a regular addition to uh to our rotation when you're in town. As uh, the nothing like, you know, repeat business and, and, and connecting with people and as you're expanding then your fan base can expand. It's just you, you. You have definitely found your tribe. There, there is no yeah, doubt. Yeah. Perfect, <laughs> perfect fit, perfect timing, and I, I just love to see that. Uh, not just for you, but for all the lives you're going to touch, and I think that makes a a huge impact and a huge difference for you as well. So yeah, we will you. look. It's absolutely. it's definitely been like I'm coming home, and that's that's exactly what the feeling was after the first Body Mind Spirit Expo was like. For the first time ever, I felt like I was home, and it's been amazing. So thank you. That's beautiful. I love it. I can't wait to connect with you uh, on a more uh, a more personal opportunity and, and shows all over the place. So for sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, see you somewhere down the bunny trail too. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I'd like to also thank all our listeners for uh, participating, and please take the opportunity to go to dragonladyart.com and take a look at all of Carla's amazing work and all the connections that she's created and keep an eye out for more to come. And we uh, appreciate all of our listeners and uh, please pass any of this information along to others that might benefit. And we will have a number of our practitioners sharing what they do after the episode here. So please stay tuned for just a moment and we will see everybody here, talk to you in the next round. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Christina Morris. I am the founder and president of Balance and Bliss Energy Healing. I teach the Power of Healing Workshop. And in this workshop, you're guided through some meditations and techniques that help you with your inner healing capabilities because we are all able to really heal ourselves. And by learning these capabilities, you're able to allow divine healing energy to flow through you and have the capability to heal. With this workshop, you'll learn some tools 
that you can take with you day to day to really help move pain and stress out of your physical and emotional body. You can really go home after a long day at work and and release some of this stuff by yourself without having to see a healer or medical intuitive. The kind of people that could really benefit from this course is really anyone. I, through the workshop, do talk about the chakras and we go over, you know, what each chakra does and how it affects our emotional and physical body. And with this information, you can really take it to the next level if you wanted to. If you're interested in being a healer yourself to practice Reiki, to take more courses on that, or if you're just interested in finding a way to calm the monkey mind or relieve stress, uh, this is a great workshop that you could benefit from. And this workshop is taught at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, and I do that on a monthly basis. My next class being February 8th at 1 p.m., and March's class is March 1st at 1 p.m. And the class did last about a couple hours. And then you can actually sign up for this by going to meetup.com and looking for the power of healing or even purchase your tickets through Eventbrite. Hi, my name is Christina Morris. I am the founder and president of Balance and Bliss Energy Healing. I'm a medical intuitive and high vibrational healer. I work in with the energy fields. Um, my scope of practice is energy medicine. Anything above and beyond that, you know, for outside care, we'll need to refer you out there. But I do use crystals and aromatherapy in my healings. And I help manage pain. We help move some of the pain out of the body that might be coming from stagnant energy within the field, as well as, you know, we get to the root of the problem with, you know, an emotional trauma and find out what's going on that could be causing more stagnant energy to be left in your aura, which in turn can cause illness and pain and a lot of other issues that we tend to see throughout our our day-to-day lives. And then I can be reached by appointment. You can make appointments anytime, any day of the week. I do work Monday through Friday in the evenings from about 5.30 to 8.30. Uh, your first session is can be about an hour and a half because we get to know one another. You know, we kind of go through what's going on. And then any session thereafter would run about 50 minutes to an hour. And I can be reached through my website at balanceandblissenergyhealing.com. My email is balanceandblissenergyhealing at gmail.com. And I can also be reached via phone or text at 720-696-0286. And I look forward to any you know potential clients if you have any referrals or if uh, you are in need of any of my services. I look forward to working with you. I am Deborah Peter. I am a cranial sacral therapist. I had a career in accounting and finance for 20 years and had an opportunity to change pathways and decided to pursue a career in massage therapy because mm-hmm. I was fascinated with the body. And that career in massage therapy then led me to cranial sacral therapy. Cranial sacral therapy is a body work modality that works with the nervous system and is beneficial for anything that the nervous system plays a part in. That includes trauma, uh, any tension patterns in the body that are being held by the muscles or the fascia, headaches, 
chronic pain or any pain that the medical community has not been able to find a reason for. So basically anything that the nervous system has a part in. The session is often generally 60 to 90 minutes long. Person relaxes on a massage table, fully clothed. The session can sometimes involve dialoguing or the person is just able to go into a deeply relaxed state. The therapist, myself, um, looks for tension patterns and feels for tension patterns in the body um, and looks to help the body release those tension patterns. In this world, we're often in a state of fight or flight and this work helps bring the body down into more of a rest and digest space, which is really where healing happens because the body has its own way of healing and I'm there to support the person in their process of releasing restrictions and tension patterns and emotions that are often held in the body and limiting their ability to fully engage in the world. I'm available Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. I have offices in Inglewood as well as Littleton here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you'd like to schedule an appointment, you can reach me at my website at harmonyridgemassage.com or you can give me a call at 303-725-5800. I also offer a 20-minute free consultation over the phone if anybody's interested in more information or to find out if cranial sacral therapy could help them with anything that they're dealing with. I look forward to working with you. Discover Connection Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.